KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. I'm Laura Jones, and on the show tonight, we're going to learn more about extremism, extremist recruitment with Mohammed Amin Ahmed, creator and founder of The Average Mohammed, and Felicia Maxfield Barrett of the Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy. We're also going to talk about your ballots. Do you know where they are? Stick around for some info from Sherry Swenson, Salt Lake County Clerk. And then poetry still happens at the Utah Arts Festival, which started today. We've got Trish Hopkinson of Rock Canyon Poets and Mikhail Marshall, a.k.a. the Caribbean Nightingale, two Utah poets to share their work, but also all the details about the Arts Fest when it comes to the literary arts. Joining me now, KRCL volunteer Heidi Davies. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Laura? Doing well. It's time for rallies and resources. This is a curated list, folks, on the krcl.org webpage. Click on Community Affairs. You'll find rallies and resources. We're trying to curate stuff that we think is of uh, interest to radioactive listeners. Plug you into the community. And Heidi's going to help us uh, on Thursday nights with these. So at the top of the list, I've... I've put all the festivals I can find. So if you see one that's missing, folks, or you see one that's not there, I should say, please email radioactive at krcl.org. I'll get it up. But uh, you got a couple there you want to talk about? Yeah. A couple that I'm excited about. Well, first of all, like you just mentioned, the arts festival is going on right now, starting today, going through Sunday. Always a good time. And they do have uh, different types of tickets you can buy. I know you can get hospitality tickets, which gives you... Uh, dinners and, or lunches yeah. I think and then VIP tickets that gives you all inclusive mm-hmm. lots of great shows lots of great art lots of great yeah. jewelry and the food alley is always really great there's a kids yard and uh, lots of things to look at and yeah. things to do yeah big shout out to Utah Art Festival yeah. happy to, that they're back let's see Laura we also have the Park City Latino Arts Festival that's going on right now the Busker Fest. Oh, pretty cool. That's, that's and that's merging fun. with Open Streets this right. weekend, right? Have you right. been to Open Streets before? I have been to Open Streets, and it's so funny. It kind of has like a little bit of a dare I say Vegas, where you can just kind of <laughs> walk around with a drink in your hand. You well, know? I don't know that you can walk around with an adult beverage in your hand on the street. You well, can't. Are you breaking the you rules? I Maybe I am. Shh, don't tell. Is this All live? Right. So Open Street, Main Street, <laughs> Four South to South Temple, closed to cars. Lots of activity going on. Great restaurants to check out on the street, of course. Maybe you're catching a show at the Eccles. Who knows? But right. um, so Open Streets, they they program all sorts of buskers, but they're adding Busker Fest on top of all this. So cool. Lots Hula of streets and stilt walkers, yeah. and it'll be our own street little downtown art. circus. And that's going on Friday and Saturday, Saturday. whereas Main Street, I think, Open Streets goes through Sunday every week, all summer summer long. long. Look for Heidi rocking an adult beverage on the street. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that that feels good. Thanks thanks for being my comic relief tonight. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, and I I can't go without mentioning all of the amazing shows that are going to be going on all summer at Red Butte Gardens. Oh, yeah. One that I'm looking forward to personally yeah. is Michael Franti. Oh, July always 19th. a good show. And sometimes always he does yoga show. with folks and wherever he, he goes. So. Yeah, and he's he's just one of my favorites for sure. Another one that I did not know about, Laura, that uh-huh. you highlighted on here, which I think is super cool, which is an unveiling of a new mural. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been mm-hmm. simmering for a while. What, yeah. is, what does it say there? So it's the Richmond Park mural unveiling, and it, Brooke Smart's mural features four black American women who lived and worked in the Central City neighborhood, and that's going to be on Monday, June 27th at 6 p.m. It's going to be a great community celebration, and it's in partnership with the Better Days folks, as well as the Sema Hadith, the American Heritage and Culture Foundation, yeah. and tell the the story so you can take a blanket your lawn chairs over there and join them for an evening of food friends and fun and storytellers and displays that honor the women who shaped the place they call home right. we, we call home rather it's part of the juneteenth lots of stuff still yeah. going on even though juneteenth was this last week yeah which 
ties into the uh, community vigil that's celebrating Juneteenth at the International Peace Gardens the following, oh, not the following night, but next Thursday, a week from today. That's right. The Peace yeah. Garden here on the west side of Salt Lake, 9th west, about 10th south or so, is Jordan Park, and then you go back in there and you find the Peace really Gardens. Cool and place. folks, I don't know if you read the story recently, but, you know, Peace Gardens needs some love. And by love, I mean tax dollars to uh, do some improvements, maybe even add some things. There was a story in the Trib recently. Uh, go and search for that and find out what's going on because it, uh, it needs some support. And it could be maybe us getting together with a GoFundMe. I don't know. But it is a city mm. park, so... I think it's time to allocate some of those dollars from the American Recovery Plan Act to something yeah. like that on the west side of Salt Lake. Yeah, I agree. I love to go there. Well, my daughter and I, a lot of times, will pick up food to go and just spread a blanket and chill out there and eat some food. Well, I love the so different um, garden installations mm -hmm. representing different countries. Mm -hmm. so. I know. It's really beautiful. Let's see. What else? I don't know. What else was really standing out to me here? Well, let's do a couple save the dates. If you sure. go down into the fall, there are a couple of things worth talking about. Uh, let's see. The Poverty Summit for mm. 2022 that Crossroads Urban Center is putting on. Save the date. That's August 27th. If you want to get involved in the issue of poverty in Zion, that's causes, it's solutions, this is always a great summit to put on your calendar and attend so you can learn about the causes of hunger and homelessness in Utah and policy solutions that will reduce those problems. Plus, you're joining a community of caring and friendly people. It's Crossroads Urban Center, the Coalition of Religious Communities and Powerful Moms Who Care. That is on Saturday, August 27th. Also in August, the third annual Indian Food Fair. Because I'm hungry, I'm shouting out the food fair right now. I didn't now. bring cookies today. Oh, sorry. Oh, I should have put my order in. Saturday, August 13th at Liberty Park. So do check that out. And if you were Yum. listening earlier in the week... The uh, food truck face-off is mid-July, the 16th at Liberty Park, from 4 to 10 in the evening. Great food, music, and, and fun. And then your contribution when you get your food supports 4th Street Clinic, Utah Community Action, and the Children's Center, Utah. So some great things. Yeah, and so, a chance to win a grill. Oh, that's right. A Traeger grill, no Each less. nonprofit has a grill <laughs> from Traeger. And no walking around with open containers. <laughs> that's right. Heidi's got her <laughs> yes. PSA for us now. <laughs> alert, alert. Utah does not allow that. Okay, uh, uh, before you go, I wanted to ask where your ballot is. If you uh, got one in the mail, if I you're going to... I did. My ballot, I think, was mailed out last week. They did. They started going mm -hmm. out last week mm -hmm. I, I got it in and i got it out you pretty fast yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not even a slow golf club that's like a moderate thank you for doing that and we're going to talk to some folks from utah council for citizen diplomacy in just a minute but uh, as i mentioned earlier there was their um, volunteer and donor tribute luncheon earlier today and at it they they gave out some citizen di diplomat awards and we'll ask about those but one in particular was for salt lake county clerk sherry swenson i don't even remember she's going to tell us in this clip how many years she's had this job making sure that salt lake county elections are safe and secure and done right but uh, she's got all the details for us i snuck up on her after the luncheon where she got the citizen uh, diplomat award and asked her for a bit of info about the primary election. Here we go. Sherry Swenson, Salt Lake County clerk. So this is your final primary election. How's that feel? It feels good in a way um, and sad in a way. How many years? It'll be, um, well, it's 31 and a half. It'll be 32 at the end of my term. All right, let's do it for old time's sake. What do folks need to know about getting their ballot back, postmarked, delivered, voting on Tuesday? Well, if they have a ballot, they need to, if they're returning it by mail, have it postmarked by the day before Election Day, so by June 27th, and it must be postmarked. If they don't get it postmarked, if they're returning it by mail, they can deposit it in one of our drop boxes throughout the county or at a vote center on Election Day. Wonderful. So Election Day, are you thinking most folks are, are going to do vote by mail, or how are we prepared for a day of? Uh, on Election Day, I think there won't be very many people voting in person. We have 27 vote centers, but I am sure the huge majority will use their by mail ballot. 
How many potential voters? What's the numbers? Can you run those for us? So right now we've sent out over 335,000 ballots to the voters who are eligible to vote in the primary. All of the affiliated with the Republican, the Democrats in the uh, three Utah Senate districts that are eligible, and some unaffiliated voters who have requested ballots. And also, there's some uh, nonpartisan school board districts. So anyone that's eligible, we've already mailed a ballot, or those who've requested ballots. Now, you can vote provisionally in either party's primary on Election Day. Well, if you're an unaffiliated voter, you may affiliate with the Republican Party and vote a Republican ballot. Or you may go and ask if you're in one of those three Senate districts, 9, 13, or 14, and vote a Democratic ballot, and you don't have to affiliate. But there is still the option if you are an unaffiliated voter on voting day, Tuesday, June 28th, you can ask for the Republican ballot provisionally. So, folks, well, you, you need to check it out. Yeah, you What's don't the have website? To vote provisionally in order to do that. That's okay. for same-day registration. Thank you for correcting yes, me. Yes, if you want, if you're not registered to vote and you want to register to vote, you can do a provisional ballot and it's just like filling out a registration form. So that's a provisional ballot. Thank you for correcting and clarifying. And all that information can be found online where? On my website. It's www.votesslco.com. No, I'm sorry, slco.vote. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes, folks. Yeah. Thank you, Sherry. You're welcome. Sherry Swenson, outgoing Salt Lake County clerk. They just changed the website, folks, from get-vote and on and on. So it's now slco.vote if you have questions. And you can drop your ballot off at, oh gosh, like uh, more than 20 locations in Salt Lake County right now. You're not looking for your precinct or anything like that. And then, of course, don't forget, you can also vote in person on Tuesday, June 28th. We'll put links in the show notes. I'm Laura Jones, and this is Radioactive, KRCL's Community Affairs show, weeknights at 6. And I recorded that conversation earlier today at a tribute luncheon that Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy held up at Westminster. And joining us is Executive Director Felicia Maxfield-Barrett. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Please, welcome to our new studios. It's been a while since I've seen you in person. I love it. This is great. So this uh, tribute today that included a Citizen Diplomat Award for Sherry Swenson. Why is that important to shout out local diplomats Mm -hmm. when you have such a foreign affairs focus? Right. And I think that's the unique thing about our program is that we are developing international relations. We're bringing the world to Utah. We're, We're taking Utah to the world. Why would people in Utah care about international relations? Um, You know, it really comes down to our mission, and that is to promote respect and understanding between the people of Utah and other nations using our guiding principle of citizen diplomacy. That's the concept that we all play a role. We all have the right and responsibility to help shape foreign relations, and it's done as simply as one handshake at a time. Best um, best tagline ever. Right, right. <laughs> and it's so simple. It's so simple. You know, of course, COVID put a little twist in that. It was one Zoom meeting at a time, one fuss, uh, fist bump at a time. Um, you know, but for a nonprofit that really focuses on people-to-people connections, we absolutely rely on our volunteers, our supporters, the community at large to help us. Um, we, I'm only one person, and when I bring international visitors in, you know, it, it really is, I need them to talk to a whole variety of people, different viewpoints, different opinions, you know, help these individuals make up their own conclusions on who Americans are for the beauty that we all bring and the uniqueness that we all bring. So to be able to take that time once a year to say thank you to our volunteers, our donors, they are the backbone of the organization. They really help us do the work that we do. And you've been doing it for decades in our community. 55 years. 55 years over which we've had uh, so many international conflicts, Mm -hmm. internal strife in our own country, and I'm thinking of where we are currently in politics. And you really bring speakers that can shine a light on their corner of the world and relate it to what's going on in ours and 
your guest that spoke today, I was so impressed with what he had to say, and he's been in town meeting with folks. In fact, last night spoke as part of your World Affair lecture series, the Ambassador John Price and Marcia Price World Affairs speaker series, not your average Mohammed, how one man is combating child soldier recruitment, one cartoon at a time. Uh, please welcome to Radioactive Mohammed Amin Ahmed. How are you? Great. Great to be in Utah. Thank you so much for coming. And I wanted to uh, share a clip of these cartoons that you've created, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Can you share a bit? Because this one isn't about child soldier recruitment. It's more about QAnon, what's going on with extremism here in the United States. Can you set this up for us? Well, with QAnon, it's the same methodology with extremism. Uh, when I say extremism, is about a cult-like mentality. And uh, what they do is, first of all, they indoctrinate you. You start believing in certain things, and then before you know it, it's a rabbit hole. And you keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. I like how you, you uh, talk about it in this video. So we're going to play the audio of that here from Average Muhammad. To the followers of QAnon, I have a good one for you. In my backyard in Minnesota lives Bigfoot. Yep. You believed folks eat children, run pedophile rings from a pizza joint. Mass shootings are false flag operations. Mass killings of Democrats, Republicans, as deep state post-election. Yep, you'll believe this one. Bigfoot, Bigfoot lives in my backyard. Bigfoot likes to barbecue and read newspapers, enjoys a good cigar, he is funny, haha <laughs> funny, loves my kids and helps my wife in chores. But this is a secret. He is the photo, Facebook and Twitter posting about it. He wrote an article too, anonymously, like QAnon have proof. We are really worried about you, all. We love you as fellow Americans. Are you worried about transitioning? We can help as Average Mohammed Organization and Parents for Peace. Call 1-844-49-PEACE. 1-844-49-PEACE. Come see Bigfoot. Come to my backyard. Take a selfie. If you believed QAnon, you're perfect to believe in this too. I love that. That is the QAnon video from Average Mohammed, a cartoon online, and I'll put a link in the show notes to it, created by the Average Mohammed organization. Its creator and founder, Mohammed Amin Ahmed, is with us. So what made you decide to, to continue the work that you're doing, combating extremism um, and child soldier recruitment, but then also expand it? Were you, were you seeing a connection, uh, a parallel in tactics when it comes to this issue here at home in America? Yes. It works the same way for ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and Al-Shabaab. It works the same way for white supremacy, QAnon, Proud Boys, and the Ku Klux Klan. Have you gotten a response from folks here? I mean, you've been in this country for 25 years. You're a proud Minnesotan. Um, when you talk like that, do people, do, does, does a light bulb go on? Well, we're changing minds by the thousands because my videos go viral. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to go ahead and compete. You see, we believe it takes an idea to defeat an idea. That's our mantra. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of creating our average Muhammad. What do we do? Our mission values is we promote peace. As a Muslim, peace is fundamental. We greet each other with assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, which means may peace be upon you. So peace is fundamentally a fabric of our Muslim community, but more importantly, it's a human value. It doesn't matter what you believe or don't believe. Mm -hmm. It's a human commodity. And uh, what uh, Utah Citizen Council uh, diplomacy does is citizen diplomacy. That's what we do at Average Bahamut. Yeah. You met a bunch of folks over the last couple of days. And as I recall you saying during the luncheon today, you're really impressed with the, the volunteerism spirit here in Utah. But what we're also talking about when it comes to extremism is a sort of volunteerism that's, that gets warped and twisted. What have you found works? These videos go viral. That's a way in. But like you said in that video um, about Bigfoot, you know, come on, come to my backyard, talk to me. Well, the goal is to say, look, we have resources for you. Don't go down this rabbit hole. Don't believe in what the white supremacy is saying, what Al-Qaeda is saying, what uh, anti-democratic forces 
uh, because countries have figured out that this is an issue which they can use against us. Mm -hmm. Russia, China, Iran, they're doing it to us. Mm -hmm. And they're pushing us to be at each other's throats. Now, we don't need much pushing. We're already at each other's throats. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we lose that civic-minded conditioning which says, hey, we don't agree with everything on each other. I am from the right. My brother is a legislator who's from the left in Minnesota, and we're immigrants, but we don't talk politics. But mm. there's some things we agree upon. One thing, we love our family. Second thing, we love our country. Third is we are believers of God. And now, that we agree upon, and then we go from there. And then he says, look, I represent people who don't believe in God. I say, well, I speak for people who don't believe in God either. Mm. And we say, why? Because at the end of the day, it's all of us. Yeah. Look, it's not just one of us. Mm. It's not just us. It's all of us. No exception, mm. no exclusion. So let's talk a bit about um, another video that you put up. And it was about as a young man saying, democracy is not working. We should do something different. And you kind of go through all the different ases, ocases, or ologies, or isms. And, and you talk about it with, it, uh, with this, this young man in the video. But I'm curious about those conversations in the community when you heard them. I believe in Minnesota you have quite a, a large uh, migrant, refugee immigrant population and we saw over the since 9-11 and with the uh, wars in the Middle East some some kids getting recruited and going over there to Syria to to Iraq to Iran and it just breaks my heart because I, I don't think they knew what they were getting into I think there was some sort of romanticism in their idea and I'm going to cause but maybe that's me just trying to excuse them what did you, what did you find I mean that was kind of the the catalyst to your work too these well, kids. the main reason why is because of the propaganda that's coming out of our kids. They target our communities. Yeah. Like I said, these organizations have figured out, and guess who else is learning from them? The white supremacists is learning from them, and they're applying the same techniques. The Anti-Defamation League said 2020 was the most dissemination of white supremacy content in America ever. Broke the records. Wow. That's why you keep on hearing these shootings. You just had Buffalo the other day. Mm -hmm. um, Uvalde in Texas. Uvalde in Texas. You're hearing Pueys, the synagogue shooting. Our mosque in Bloomington, Minnesota got bombed. Now, the good guys, our agencies, our government, the Department of Justice, FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, they do a good job of trying to nip this in the bud. Mm -hmm. But they're recruiting more than they can put out of circulation. And Plus, our, our own notion of freedom in America precludes us from spying on our neighbors to a certain degree, right? The, the survey, you, can't, you can't monitor everyone. So you need organizations like Average Muhammad trying to step into that, that breach and reach folks, reach young men and young women. Because it was young men and young women that um, in the middle of the night disappeared. Their families didn't know where they were and they were over in the Middle East or wherever the conflict was, um, recruited by Al-Shabaab or Al-Qaeda. And um, uh, that's what you're trying to, to nip in the bud. And then here at home, the extremism. Yep. And uh, here's the thing. Uh, I read ISIS playbook. There's a book the size of an encyclopedia, which basically says how to mentally recruit kids. It's a playbook. Really? I'm serious. And guess who's copying the same playbook? The white supremacists in America. Mm -hmm. And the ones who are based out of Russia and the ones who are based out of the world and the Chinese are doing this to us and the Iranians are doing this to us. What do you think these kids are looking for that they're not getting in, their, in, the, in America, in their families, in their schools, in their communities? See, these people think they're revolutionaries. They're out to bring a new world order. Now that world order is in offense to against our democracy, against our freedoms, equality, mm -hmm. liberty, opportunity, rights. Our constitutional democracy and our republic is the enemy. They want to tear it down. To bring what exactly? To bring a theocratic system, which basically doesn't work. Uh, a communism, which basically the party dictates everything, including how you believe and how you worship. Or dictatorship, where we believe in a dear leader, who we go according to the whims. We don't have dear leaders here in America. And we want to preserve that. And more importantly, injustice anywhere, is injustice everywhere. Martin Luther King taught us that. Mm. So we export those values. And Average Muhammad, uh, even though we're a small organization, is global. I mean, from Tajikistan to Timbuktu, 
from Tel Aviv to Bahrain. We are hard and we only in English. Can you imagine if we had access to resources yeah. in every languages, what we can do for democracy, what we can do for the values of freedom? So averagemohammed.com, there are resources there. What can people find? Well, here's the thing. Uh, pitching an idea, pitching volunteerism, pitching money, if you can't give ideas. One thing I've learned coming to Utah is you guys volunteer. Oh, yeah. We love that here. You know, Tennessee <laughs> calls itself the volunteer state, but Utah just got you beat. <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. And the second thing I learned is Minnesota, we pride ourselves. We call ourselves Minnesota nice. Yes. We're the land of the happy warriors, political warriors. They have Hubert Humphrey, the Senator Wollstone, and Amy Klobuchar. You know, happy warriors, people who go about doing their work happily, smiling, laughing. That's what Average Mohammed does. We do our work happy, laughing, smiling, with mm -hmm. love in our hearts for our human race. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's what we've learned. You guys are the same. <laughs> so you lucked out here in yeah. Utah. And the main reason why I found that out is because I actually took a walk in Utah. Yeah, talk about that for our listeners because you you uh, staying at a hotel, but you thought, I'm going to walk around, see who I can meet. Who'd you meet? Well, I went... I was staying in Little America, and I walked down to downtown Utah and uh, Salt Lake City. And I, and I walked into the market, and uh, I used to own a grocery store, so markets is what I go for yeah. because they meet everybody and they talk to everybody. Who'd you so meet? I met Omar. Omar is a guy who came from Jalalabad, Afghanistan, lived in Utah for 50 years. I said, Omar, how are they treating you in Salt Lake City? He says, these people are nice. I said, what do you mean? He says, look, when we tried to build our mosque, the LDS community helped us build our mosque. I said, how does, how does that happen? Explain that to me. Because you're both competing for souls. Why are they helping you compete for souls against them? <laughs> so, uh, and he said, this is just how Salt Lake City is. Mm -hmm. And then I met a Burmese lady with three daughters. And she said, my daughters are going to bring me three sons. They're going to get married. And, also, uh, and I said, you own this business. It's, it's sushi and pork right opposite the mini main market. And... Uh, she said, yeah. And I said, why do you come to Utah? Why, why Salt Lake? I mean, you can live anywhere in the world. And she said, look, Burma is not a democracy. And I, and I reign here for freedoms. And I reign here for liberty. And I reign here for opportunity. My father fought for freedom. And guess what? He lost all his teeth. I don't want me or my children to go through that. That's what an immigrant is. We leave behind what we know for what we call the promised land. And America is a promise to us. Mm. Feels like we're going through quite a bit of a national nightmare right now, though. And there is tension. There is strife and division. you have any advice for us in confronting that ourselves here in this country because of uh, where you came from, Kenya, um, your experiences there versus here, the people you met and where they left and what they've found here? You know, it makes me have some, some, some hope when I hear people's story about settling here and seeing the potential for a free life. We are Americans. If you spell the word American, it's A-M-E-R -E and then I can. Mm -hmm. I can. Mm -hmm. So if you say, look, I don't like the Democrats. I come from the right. Uh, that does not make sense because we have to build a country together. Now, if Lincoln, who failed at everything, never gave up on America, at the end of the day became the most successful president and gave his life for freedom, who are you to contest America? Who are you to decide what destiny America holds? And why should your destiny be only yours? Why not all of us? Now, there are organizations out there that bring about unity, that bring about the concept of citizenship such as Average Mohammed organization. And I recommend you to go to averagemohammed.org to learn more about us, pitching an idea, pitching a concept, or pitching funds. Either way, we could use your help. Thank you so much for coming to Utah and giving us some time here on KRCL. Well, Utah is nice. And you're giving us Minnesotans for a run for our money. <laughs> well, I know Felicia wants you to move here. She thinks she's got it, got it locked in. So <laughs> Minnesota is home, and I hate to say this, but the greatest state in the Union of America. <laughs> well, Felicia, what was the response to folks hearing straight from Mohammed Amin Ahmed about this? It, given the times we're in. Right. Um, yeah, and I think it is so easy for us to see the divides 
more so than the commonalities, um, you know, but but the benefit of Mohammed coming here is he's really challenging the systems to say, this is who I am as an individual. Who are you as an individual? And where are those common grounds that we can just talk and have a conversation? Yeah, I hear a lot of complaints about what I didn't get when I went and voted. And so I'm staying home or I'm going to get in the street. And trust me, I've been in the streets a few times in my life. Yeah. The older I get, though, the less that I see that as productive so uh, everyone's on a, on a journey in their life and in their activism and then what they give to the community and what, mm-hmm. they, and what they get. So what do you view as Utah Council for Citizen Diplomacy's role, given the times we're in? We just want people to talk to one another. You know, again, it goes back to that. Just have a handshake with each other and ask where each other is from and what do you do and what do you do for fun? Um, and I think just having those basic conversations to get to know one each one another and to know each other really starts creating a friendship. And then once you have that friendship, then you're able to take a little bit of a deeper dive into those difficult conversations and really figure out where your values are, where your values are not, but do it in a civilized manner so that you can you can still be friends with people that you disagree with. That is what diplomacy is. And the fact that we can all play a role in that diplomacy efforts is the beauty about us being citizens of the human race. What does UCCD have coming up next this summer? So the uh, floodgates have opened. We've been doing our programs virtually for two years, but now we're starting to do our in-person programs. So we're always looking for volunteers to host dinners for our international visitors. Um, On September 23rd and 24th, we'll have our International Youth Summit. Um, So we do encourage anybody between the age of 14 to 32 to sign up and attend that. It's a really great Um, a free event for the public, um, you know, really focusing on youth activism. What's the website where people can learn more and get involved? And folks, as Felicia said, they're looking for volunteers. And (laughs) these dinners are amazing. I've been invited to a couple and hosting one would be fantastic. Because you meet people from around the world, you break bread together, Mm -hmm. you shake hands, you understand each other a bit more. Food diplomacy definitely (laughs) is a valuable tool. Um, UtahDiplomacy.org has all of our programs, signing up for a newsletter and getting to be in the know of what it is that we have to offer. Well, Felicia and Mohammed, thank you so much for coming down to Radioactive tonight. I hope you enjoyed your stay in Utah. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you. He's going to have to at least come and visit a couple more times, right, before he moves here. Coming up next, we're going to get into poetry. It still happens here, especially the Utah Arts Festival. So I thought I'd... uh, Share something with you from Marianne Faithful. She walks in beauty on KRCL. She walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies and all that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspect and her eyes thus mellowed to that tender light which heaven to gaudy day denies. One shade the more, one ray the less had half impaired the nameless grace which waves in every raven tress or softly lightens o'er her face. 
where thoughts serenely sweet express how pure, how dear their dwelling place. And on that cheek and o'er that brow, so soft, so calm, yet eloquent, the smiles that win, the tints that glow, but tell of days in goodness spent. A mind at peace with all below, a heart whose love is innocent. One in four Utahns has a criminal record. If you or someone you know needs help with the expungement process, visit cleanslateutah.org, a new nonprofit working to ensure that Utahns don't miss out on opportunities because of their past. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and their Love's Diversity Initiative. Mark Miller Subaru is a proud community partner of Project Rainbow, spreading love together this Utah Pride Month. Learn more at projectrainbowutah.org or markmillersubaru.com. And welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones. Coming up at 7, Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman and crew. Thursday Night Psych Out with DJ Mike Walton at 8, followed by Gianni and the Dirty Boulevard at 10.30. And then you're going to get Rich checking in for I Don't Sound Like Nobody at 1. Illustrated Blues with Jolene and John Florence kicks off your brand new day for a Friday at 6 a.m. If you miss any of the shows, you can listen on demand to the last two weeks of them. Go to krcl.org and hit the programs tab and you'll find the on demand button as well. Radioactive is there, but you can also stream us uh, and take us with when, where you want, when you want. You can listen with the mobile app that we have for everybody. All that info online at krcl.org. The Utah Arts Festival opened today, finally back in June where it belongs. And joining me to talk about the literary arts, we have two great Utah poets. Well, one is now Colorado, but we'll let, her, <laughs> we'll let that slide. Joining us in studio, we have Trish Hopkinson from Rock Canyon Poets. Hey, Trish. Hey, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. Excited Absolutely. to be here. In the new studio. You get to check out the poem ball machine. It's still here. It is still here. It's in the lobby, folks. If you do find yourself at KRCL, bring some quarters. Get a few poems from Utah Poets. We also have with us Mikhail Marshall, a.k.a. the Caribbean Nightingale, returning to Radioactive. Thanks Thank for you. coming in. Thanks for having me. I saw you in the news story with the soil ceremony. I'm going to ask you about that, too, that happened recently as part of Juneteenth. Yes. And I understand you wrote a poem for Juneteenth this year. I certainly did. American Dream. I don't know name. if that's the one you brought, but you might have to, <laughs> on the fly, do that, too. But let's okay. let's get a read on where you two stand with uh, poetry in our live, lives these days. You have a new book coming out, right? Make that is correct. I have a... I'm putting the f finishing touches on um, my uh, third collection of poetry that will be entitled The Nightingale Woman's uh, Prayers, a collection of poetry on faith and healing. And it's there to, well, it will be dedicated to my mother and lots of uh, women who, uh, con who support other women right and also uh it will be a tribute to my own to my own mother and also as a way for me to um to express gratitude to my heavenly father my god who has pulled me through some major major recent events recent events mm -hmm. all over the course of covid everything yes that much more harder difficult stressful uh, yes, and try to mix that with a kid going into the hospital and finding out out of the blue that uh, your child needs a heart transplant, needs oh. a new heart. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Fourteen-year-old, yeah. So it's uh, but this book is wow. It's just it's just well. The other books were like that too, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's medicine for you in a way. Uh, yes, it is. It is create creativity. Uh, generally, is good for artists such as myself mm -hmm. and poets such as um, Trish as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, did you find uh, the last couple of years with everything that was going on and the isolation that COVID could bring? Uh, 
adding to your creativity or an outlet for that experience? It was an outlet. I wouldn't say it added into my creativity. Sometimes I wish COVID never existed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, it's taught me some things about myself and about people around me in general. And as a poet, I take notice and I write. All right, I'm getting my snaps ready. So, <laughs> what do you what do you got? Let's let's lead off with a, a poem from the Caribbean Nightingale, shall we? All right. So, um, speaking of COVID, I think we all struggled during the era of COVID. I am no stranger to that. And uh, towards the end, uh, towards the end, I decided, okay, maybe I do need myself. You know, it's uh, I've rediscovered myself in a way, and I think that a lot of people, a lot of women, can resonate with that because we give so much of ourselves to our families, and we were all, um, in a way, sequestered (laughs) into um, a room or a a small house or a big house, whatever it is. But we couldn't go out; we're all confined. So. It drove me crazy. At least the side of me that's in a that's a um, that's uh, an extrovert, uh, and then the side of me that's an introvert. You know, love writing about it. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, so this poem is entitled "I Need Me." Shower me with your words. Make me fly like a bird. I need your dreamy verses to fill my empty purses. It was fate that you and I met to complete the puzzle set. It was written in the stars, you and I with matching scars. Put down the knife, it gives me chills. Throw out the dozen sleeping pills, the white powders and clear vodkas. Lay down the wrath of your faux pas. Shower me with your blurbs. Tell me it's not absurd to fill my empty purse with your dreamy verse. It was a miracle, not a bet, that brought my voice into your head. I'm your conscience, you see, showing you the patience of a bee. Gentleness isn't only for others. Empathy, that is all you deserve not just from or for others, but to and from yourself. I am you, you are me, I need you, I need me. Thank you. Mikael Marshall, AKA the Caribbean Nightingale. You can see at the Utah Arts Festival, we'll get all those details before we're done here tonight. Trish Hopkinson from Rock Canyon Poets here as well. My partner in poetry still happens here. And uh, how, how everything's been for you leading up to this arts festival? Good. I, I am still just persisting with um, my current manuscript that I've been sending out to publishers, hoping to get that yeah. in print eventually. It is, it is a long process often. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's really what I've been working on. Uh, the new manuscript is entitled A Godless Ascends. Uh, it's very feminist, as you would expect. <laughs> and you're going yes. to be sharing some of this at the Arts Fest yourself? Of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's get one. Let's, let's, let's have one here from Trish. All right. Selfish Poet. This one actually was nominated for a Pushcart Prize by Literary Mama in 2020. Hmm. So I thought I would share this one. It's called Dragonfly Daughter. I'm a martyr, spoke the dragonfly into the tepid evening air. Her words cut through by swarms of gnats near our heads. This is what she meant. She accepted martyrdom as her plight, as I, her daughter, no longer a nymph, oding before her as if I expected something other than the transparency of her wings. My mandibles, as serrated as my remarks about the life she chose, She flies backwards. We could have both been 20 then. I was 20, the evening sky wide, balanced and agile in the air. I knew I'd never be, never utter. I'm a martyr to my own daughter. 
her larva nine years in the making, <clears throat> like the nine months my mother claimed it took to make me when she herself was only 20. Married in August, born in March, finally, I did the math. Seven months. Dragonflies only survive for seven months. She couldn't be 20. I'm 20. Our heads heavy with sight, all eyes seeing in every direction. What came before? What will happen next? Who's flying beside us now? The maddening whine of a mosquito sends me into a dive close to the earth. I watch my mother hover above me, too timid to swoop. Trish Hopkinson, ladies and gentlemen, from Rock Canyon Poets. Poetry still happens here is what we're doing on Radioactive to close out the show. The Literary Arts. Uh, growing this year at the Utah Arts Festival. I feel like there's workshops going on, Trish. There's a ton of different poets. They're, they're really, there's so much great programming. Uh, I'm really excited to see how they've pulled it together this year. So I can give you some of my picks. Yeah, give us some of your picks. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Poetry Slam events every single night at 7 o'clock. Wow. So there are youth poetry slam events. Chelsea Guevara is doing a workshop, right? She, I was going to mention <laughs> her next. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> no, say thunder. That's okay. All right, take a beat. Go ahead. Perfect. She's also, that's perfect. She's also performing uh, with my group, Relaxation Through Verse, on Sunday. All right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. She's a youth poet we've had on through your connections, bringing her on the show. And she just won something, too, I believe, in another slam I was reading about. Anyway, yes, tell yes. us more. more. Yeah, she often wins. <laughs> yes. so, uh, so she's performing, if you want to catch her, uh, tomorrow at 2 o'clock in the round. Okay. And then there's also the Iron Pen Writing Competition, which I just think is amazing. They do this every year. Poets, writers, you can do, uh, you can write a short essay, you can write fiction or a poem, and they give you a prompt, and you've got 24 hours. And that's part of the Arts Fest so to the Salt Lake Community College Writing, Creative Writing Center, and they're announcing it. their Great Salt Lake Anthology on the 26th. Awesome. It's part of it. Excellent. But they also, you got to check out everything at the Community Writing Center during the Arts Fest because they have workshops and open mics and other cool things happening. And one that I thought just sounds awesome. I'm going to try really hard to make this. There's a math and poetry workshop oh. on Saturday at 1230. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, connecting poetry to math formulas and equations and things, I which like sounds fantastic. Mm. Uh, but then, yes, Rock Canyon Poets are reading Saturday at 4 o'clock, and we have copies of our community uh, poetry collections called Inspired that we'll actually be handing out for no fee. So y'all can come grab uh, some Utah poetry books. Speaking um, of Utah poetry books, Trish is looking sideways at me because I promised to have our poems of summer. <laughs> I didn't make it to the FedEx last night, but I will and have them there for you on the 25th. All right. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> and I wasn't looking sideways. I think you just feel guilty. I do feel guilty. So last year, just I'm going to take us just like I can digress for a second. Last year, Trish and I um, really Trish did the heavy lift and we got lots of uh, fresh poems of summer and uh, we're putting them in a chat book and I'm getting those printed out tonight or tomorrow. I'll have them there on the 25th. Perfect. All right. Actually, I think it's great because we it would have been the tail end of summer. So yeah. now we're starting fresh with a whole new summer with poems from last summer. I love I think it. It's perfect. It's going to be good. It's great. Uh, then I'm following Rock Canyon Poets at 5 o'clock, so I'll be performing and reading my work. And then uh, the um, Arte de Mexico is performing at 2 o'clock on Sunday. And shortly after that is Mikhail's yes, group. Yes, Mikhail, tell us about this Utah Arts Fest with re relaxation through verse on Sunday at 5 on the WordFest stage. So relaxation through verse is a concept that uh, I came up uh, with with my um, children, believe it or not. And uh, it's just the idea of, well, the idea behind that is to be able to have a space, a safe space for community artists uh, who are um, black, brown, LGBT, you know, different minority groups. Uh, and, <clears throat> and so I work with those poets, those local poets who, um, who share their energy and um, their message through 
music, through poetry mostly, um, whether it's poetry slammers, just such as Chelsea Guevara and um, or Alexis Perno um, or Lily um, Lux Diamond that's going to perform with us um, this Sunday. But um, we also have artists who are um, musicians, uh, such as The Messenger, um, our drummer, a fabulous drummer, and I love it when he plays a drum while I recite my poetry. It just, it just adds a little kick, you know, and <laughs> um, I'm from the Caribbean, so whenever I hear the drums, I can't help it. My hips just start moving, my feet follow. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, and then we've had uh, other musicians such as um, uh, Pepper Rose, um, Jessica, and as well as Mel, Mel Soul. Um, they are both fabulous. It's like the voices of angels and they write their own poetry and they are um, very talented uh, women um, of color. And I'm grateful to um, for us to come up together and share our message about resilience. So that's Sunday at 5 on the Word Fest stage at the Utah Arts Fest, downtown Salt Lake at Library Square. It that's is correct. Relaxation Through Verse, the first poetry salon in Utah, a collective of BIPOC and LGBT poets and artists. Uh, why don't you share another one so folks know what they're in store for? All right. Uh, so I think earlier I mentioned um, my son being sick. So this poem I wrote for him, so it's close to my heart. And um, it is called, He is Not Here, He is Risen. Oh, my son, my son, my beloved son, watching you suffer all kinds of bodily ill, seeing you climb your own Gethsemane hill have brought me to my knees, weighing more than a ton. There's no hospital bed or evil plots ahead that will keep you from my arms. There isn't a sorrow in sight or a devil I will not fight to keep you away from harm. Yes, my son, my son, my beautiful son. If I could, I would give my heart to save yours. If I could, I'd remove the hurt inside of yours. You are more than I ever wished in a son. Listen to my voice. It is not hoarse, but as moist as morning dew. It is music to your ears anew the root inspiration to your soft healing song. Oh, my son, my son, take a hold of both of my hands. My touch draws its strength from the sun. It'll lend you the strength you'll need to stand. Let me lay them on your head so your spirit may be fed as I speak all manners of blessings you deserve for your heart to get ready to go forth and serve. Yes, my son, my son, mon très cher fiston, I've been your teacher, your daily chauffeur, one of few who get your sense of humor. <laughs> but today I am your healer, or simply your mom. One day, you will come to know that a mother's love is unconditional. She may stumble, she may faint, because the truth is, no one is a saint. Someday, you will reflect on your bodily ills that'll no longer feel like Gethsemane Hill. When they come looking for you near the bedpan at the cave that resembles a den, the chorus of angels guarding your soul's sacred temple will testify in songs of God's miracle through you so that all may know that his power was shown through you. The angels will also tell them, Michael's son that you seek, he is not here for he is risen. Oof, how is your son? He is much, much better. He's doing very well medically. And um, after two uh, heart surgeries, uh, um, 
he he was able to um, recuperate a lot faster than I imagined. And I, I, like I said, it's mm. just been a miracles after miracles, and I am humbled and grateful. Oh, it's so good to hear. We're wrapping up Radioactive with Poetry Still Happens here. Trish Hopkinson is up next with another uh, poem to share with us. Literary Arts Happening at the Utah Arts Fest, folks. Check tonight's show notes for a link. We just have five minutes, so I'm just giving our poets a heads-up time-wise. Trish, what do you got? Nope, we're good. This will fit into that. The WordFest stage, I just remind everybody, it's right between the Leonardo and the library on the green grass space. So easy to find right by the kids' art yards. Tent. There's a tent. Yeah, there's a big old tent. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Miss it. All right, Trish, what you got? All right, I'll take you out with this one. This poem begins with an epigraph, which was a quote by poet Warsenshire. If you don't know her, look her up. Uh, To my daughter, I will say, when the men come, set yourself on fire. So this poem's entitled, Things to Tell My Daughter. When the warmth rushes in beneath your skin, from your heels to your hips, and flutters up across your cheekbones, like my cheekbones, and out the reddening edges of your ears, I say, daughter, do not mistake that for love. At first touch, second touch, third, I know, like I once was, you will not be sure. Remember, this will not be your only opportunity. I say, a whole migration of monarchs have yet to brush by. When it happens, do not mistake urgency for love. Love evolves from practice, like rolling up on point shoes or drawing symmetrical faces. I say, remember, real love evolves from careful gestures, yes, even from men, the urge to protect, the pull to sit quiet with you while you write letters or talk on the phone, set appointments, steep tea, or pick out a pantsuit for yourself, to notice your desires and complete them, even on days when desires are unspoken. Love, I say, evolves from more than fire. Love evolves from careful gestures. All right, we still have time. So, Mikhail, what you got? Uh, that was beautiful, Trish. That oh, was amazing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I enjoyed the that one about really, your son as well. Yeah. Thank you, too. Um, the American Dream, it's oh, pretty yes. short, so I'll be sure The Juneteenth poem. This exactly. is the Juneteenth so, poem we alluded so happy to June earlier. Juneteenth. June is for all month long for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. Can I tell you a secret? You are not perfect, neither am I. When I look into your eye, I feel enraged and can't seem to turn the page on rage for the lynchings of the likes of me, for the blood drained out of those who looked like me. Can I tell you my secret? I am not perfect, neither are you. It is the memory of the sheer agony of my African ancestry, staring into the depths of you that haunts your sleep and you weep. Can I tell you their secret? They were not perfect, but neither are we, if we continue to pretend or try to defend those denying history. Will you share your secret (laughs) that you know you're not perfect? but that you long to be honest, that you know your ancestors' deeds have impeded my children's quest to be freed from evil seeds. Will I share my secret? (laughs) That I know humans are not perfect, (laughs) that bloodshed only leads to tyranny eternally, (laughs) but that if we'd earnestly strive for unity consistently, I know that both my ancestors and yours would be humbled at the courage they see in us for succeeding where they failed way back then, respecting each other and coexisting equally, peacefully on this land that neither they or us owned or inherited without loss, the loss of old and young lives, the loss of dignity and freedoms, the loss of husbands and wives, the loss of kingdoms and queendoms. Both my ancestors and yours owe deep reverence to the indigenous matriarchs and healers, fathers and mothers, the unsung heroes and sheroes, so to speak, in the American dream that you and I seek, or so it seems. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Poetry still happens here. Beautiful ending. Great way to end the show. Mikhail Marshall, a.k.a. the Caribbean Nightingale. Where can people find you online? Caribbean-nightingale.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. And then on Sunday, what time? 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, sorry, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 5 to 5.45. So join us. And Trish, where can people see Rock Canyon Poets and you? Uh, on Saturday, 4 o'clock, Rock Canyon Poets, and 5 o'clock, myself. And online, trishhopkinson.com and rockcanyonpoets.com. Thank you so much for coming and yep. appreciate that literary arts preview of the Utah Arts Festival going on now at Library Square in downtown Salt Lake City. Thanks to everyone on the show tonight for plugging us into our community and you for listening. I'm Laura Jones. Have a great night. Democracy Now! is next. KRCL 90.9 FM HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo. 96.7 FM in Park City on the web at krcl.org. Listener supported community radio.